0: Have you ever given much thought to what it means to hold space for someone, to just let them experience their emotions and be there as a support for them? It's something I put a little more time into this past week and thought it might be something we could spend a little more time chatting about. So this week on The Grit Show, it's going to be me here chatting with you solo so that we can spend a little more time delving into this. It goes along with the theme of emotions and feelings and actually experiencing them and our ways of growing into that a little bit. I know, maybe not everyone's favorite topic, but it is pretty important, especially when we get a little time for reflecting. I'm glad you're here today. Welcome to the Great Show. But our focus is growth on purpose. I'm your host, Shauna Rodriguez, and I'm honored to be part of this community as we journey together with our grit intact to learn more about how to thrive and how to get the most out of life. It means a lot that you are here today. As you listen, I encourage you to think of who may appreciate the tidbits of knowledge we are sharing and to take a moment to pass this along to them. Everyone appreciates a friend that thinks of them, and these conversations are meant to be shared and to spark even more connections. This past week, I had someone who's dear to me that was having a really hard time, and my first instinct was to try and fix it. It's so funny. I have a master's degree in clinical social work, a clinical license, years of experience, And I really think people expect that I would be good at this, and I'm not. (laughs) I'm really not. I still have that first instinct to go into my head. And it's interesting. I wonder if that is me as a person, if that's Western society as a way of doing things, or if that's just my first instinct, that it's easier to go into my head and rationalize and fix and think through things. And I know I'm not alone. I know other people are that way as well. And I'm curious how common that is or how much when life gets busy, when things are overwhelming, that's what we default to. My background, which you may or may not be aware of, is working with young kids in early childhood mental health. And it is amazing now that I'm at this stage in my life and my career where I kind of moved on from doing that work and moved into more administration and oversight of programs and technical assistance, building things, doing other work, instead of doing the direct service and doing the therapy and the work individually. Just maintained my clinical license and that background. But it was amazing to me that I'm now having this reckoning and realization that all the things that were instinctive, That I knew to apply for kids, really apply for adults. That when I worked with kids, we'd work with helping them identify their emotions. That this was a baseline thing we did for kids. That they needed help in understanding what they were feeling about the array of emotions and those experiences. And it was something I was skilled at teaching kids, at teaching parents how to work with their kids on these things. And yet... As an individual, as a young adult, as an adult, as an immature adult now, it's not something I'm very good at. It is something that when you tell me to say, like, how are you feeling? I will not give you a feeling. I will give you a state of being. I will give you a thought. I will give you other things instead. And it is interesting how much. I know I've grown at points in time around that, but how much that is my initial instinct. For certain friends and certain circumstances, I can be very good at sitting with emotions and there's people that I cherish deeply that I'm great at being quiet and sitting with. But there's people that I've known a long time. I just need to say it, my family. It's my family that I have the hardest time with because I think that's the delineation, right? that when my family is having a hard time that I want to instantly snap into fixing it, repairing them, making it better, telling them how to act, telling them how to be, telling them how to experience things, resolving the problems, and I'm not as good at just letting them feel what they're feeling and experience what they're experiencing and holding space for them. And I would think that a lot of my friends think I'm really good at doing that for them. I don't know if all of my friends. I know there's people that I'm closest to and nearest and dearest to because that's like a reciprocal thing we do for each other, that I know they're good at holding space for me as well and letting me feel things and that I can let them feel things and they can let me feel things, which admittedly when I've lived across the country and I think for all of us during the pandemic when our primary social interactions were via Zoom or via the phone or from a distance because we were all socially isolated. That's not something as easy to do. I did catch myself with someone who was having a really hard time this past week, and it was somebody that was at a distance from me, that it was really hard because I couldn't just sit with them. And that's not something easy to do over the phone. So I wanted to think about that with all of you a little bit and talk about that a little bit. We'll talk family because I think that's easiest to talk, right? That's where it's probably hardest to do. Like with your kids, with your partner, with your siblings, with your parents, with your family, whoever you consider family, is that who it's hardest to just sit and be in emotions with? I have a hard time sitting with my own emotions at times, right? So is that the people that we have the hardest time doing that with? Do we want to instantly better them, get them to a better state, have them feel better, have them improve their state and their situation instead of actually letting them feel the feelings? And with kids, it's something that has always come naturally and that I get it, and when parents are in a store and their child is having a meltdown, I feel like as a society, we're pressuring that parent to hurry up and resolve the situation with their child because we don't wanna be inconvenienced with a child's meltdown, which is horrible because as a society, we should be able to let kids have meltdowns and experience emotions and be supported in those moments instead of parents feeling judged in those moments because, It's part of growing up, it's part of life that we have meltdowns. And unfortunately, we don't live in a world where we have all the supports we need, where everyone is feeling financially secure, they can work the minimal hours needed so they can be rested and able to manage family home duties as well as outside obligations to be able to have a solid income and have the supports in their home It used to be that multiple generations lived together and there was multiple people to help care for kids. So kids would have the option to not be going from place to place and be tired and worn out. And so we have a society that pushes kids and parents to feel strung out, exhausted, and worn thin. Though all it takes is being told we are not going to buy the frosty, sugary cereal we are going to only get what we came here for to cause a complete meltdown. And it's not bad parenting, setting that limit was good parenting, right? (laughs) The child's reaction is having a reaction of learning limits and not having the capacity to deal with limits and they're gonna have a meltdown. And that's okay because that's where they're at. And instead of that parent feeling like it's okay for their child to have a meltdown and for them to be able to say, it's okay, you're upset. You're feeling really strong emotions right now because you wanted that and you couldn't have that and it's been a long day. You just need to cry right now and that's okay. Yes, that's very upsetting. You're feeling really strong emotions. You're upset right now. Or just sit there in silence and let the child be able to feel all those emotions and just be there and support them and say, I'm here for you when you have strong emotions. It's okay to have strong emotions sometimes. We all get really upset sometimes. Instead they feel the need to stop that display of emotion because they're getting dirty looks from five other people in the store because their child is making noise and children supposed to be seen and not heard. And they feel ashamed and don't know how to react because their parents felt ashamed and silenced them and shut them down when that happened. And that's how those things work. That's the cycle we're stuck in, right? So we don't hold space for kids. So it was easy for me to learn and understand that concept. And yet, as an adult, when a family member is having a really hard time, my first instinct is to negate the situation and to think that if I let them have these big, strong emotions, that somehow I'm justifying their contribution to the situation, right? And that it's the same thing as that parent feeling if I... Say it's okay for you to be upset right now. I'm saying it's okay for you to be mad when not being able to get sugary cereal seems like an illogical reason to be upset. But really, it's them learning about strong emotions, about boundaries, about how to handle going to the store after a long day, being at the store when it should be nap time. Being upset because of two other things that happened today, and this was the final straw, because we've all had days where the handle breaking on the mug creates a meltdown because it was the last straw for us as adults, right? Parents will feel the need to not condone the child getting upset because the sugary cereal, or the stranger is judging because it's around sugary cereal, instead of actually having this ability to recognize that just because... You are holding somebody and letting them experience difficult emotions and acknowledging that they're having these emotions and letting these emotions work through their body because again, I'm starting to realize, which is absurd at my age that I'm just now realizing with my degrees and my background and my training, the feelings are supposed to be felt and you need to feel them and let them work through and go through that tunnel and get to the other side. Otherwise you can't get to the other side. So if I don't let a family member fully experience those feelings, they're just bottling those things up, pushing those things down that are just gonna erupt later or erupt in different ways or cause physical ailments that's the manifestation of those unresolved things that they're experiencing and have such bigger impacts because we aren't processing our emotions. And that goes to the burnout that we're all experiencing, right, that we're talking about. And we're going to talk about more in a later episode. And luckily, because I had recently gotten feedback from somebody about the importance of just being allowed to experience emotions without questions, without judgments, without being asked to explain themselves, without anything, they were just allowed to have the emotions, have the breakdown, and it's not until you have that breakdown that you can experience the emotions that are inside of it, that you can find out what's really going on, that you can actually get to where you can find what's happening for you and what you're feeling. And so when someone else comes to us in that space, we need to honor that. And I think that I don't do that enough for specifically my family. I think they're friends I do that for, and not all the time, especially when I'm really busy. I don't think I do that enough for some of my friends. But because of that, and being reminded of the importance of that by somebody who was saying how important that was for them, I was able to, and it was via text, thankfully, right? <laughs> so I could modulate myself. If it had been... In person, I don't know if I would have been successful. I think I might have gone into that trying to fix or my face would have shown that I'm processing all of this in my brain instead of just being with them in the moment. But via text, I wrote, deleted, wrote, deleted, wrote, deleted, (laughs) and came to a place of being able to say, like, this must be really hard for you. I wish I was there with you. I don't remember the exact words that I wrote, but I had that in my mind that I just needed to hold space for them. And I was able to communicate that. And the next day when something else happened, they were able to call me and they specifically thanked me for listening. I also didn't do a great job. I messed up a little bit when they called me. I'm still not perfect, but they definitely thanked me for just letting them be able to call me and tell me what they were experiencing. And the situation's still not resolved. And I gotta see you guys, maybe. I might've gotten a D but it was still only sea level work. I still have a ways to go with it. And that's hard for me, clearly. And I think that if my closest friends were listening to this podcast, they'd be surprised. Cause for my closest friends who do that for me, they'd be surprised cause I can do that for them. And that comes more easily because they do that for me and I'm comfortable with the silence with them. But I have patterns. I think with siblings, with parents, with your kids, with the people who have known you for your lifetime, those patterns are so much more complicated. I think that we just revert to something totally different. I'm very curious about that and why I can be so different in other circumstances. I feel like in the last, in the last three to five years, things have just been five to 10 years, maybe, but in the last section of time, things have been really challenging. And I wonder what percentage of time I've actually been able to do that for the people that I love and care about to actually give them that space because I haven't had as much of that space and I haven't allowed myself as much of that space. This is where I get all choked up. And it's really hard for them to edit when I do this. (laughs) But that space is so important. And I don't know if we give it to ourselves, if we just let ourselves feel the emotions, or if we're so
1: busy doing, we're so busy trying to get it all done, busy trying to accomplish and push through, be all the things to all the people, Whether it's for our family, for our partners, for our friends, for our work that we may care passionately about. But it takes so much. But we aren't going to feel the emotions and process the emotions until we have that space. So if we aren't giving ourselves that space, if we aren't holding these places where we can actually let ourselves experience all of these things that we're holding, so we can actually work through them and get to the other side of them, if we don't do that for ourselves, we don't have the capacity to do that for other people. So if you find yourself being dumbfounded by this concept I'm talking about, <laughs> maybe it's because we need to start with ourselves. Maybe it's because you're not giving yourself space. And I loved my conversation with Dr. Rishma. If you did not hear that, you really need to go back and listen to that. That was just just last week's episode.
0: But she talked about her relationship with her partner and being able to tell each other what they needed and definitely felt like holding space to me. (laughs) But but you need to hold space for yourself first. And It helps to have people in your life and in your world that do that for you and make that for you, but you're going to want to give it back to them too. And if you can't make it for yourself, you can't make it for them. So that's today's conversation. That's today's thought for all of you is about those emotions and going back to who that person is that you feel you can hold space for. The one friend, the one time in your life, even if it's not a friend you have now, Go back to when you were 12. Go back to when you were 10. And think of that one friendship where you could just sit in silence and be with somebody. And remember what that was like. Because you deserve friendships like
1: that. You deserve relationships like that. And you need to start honoring yourself with that you can just be with yourself and let yourself experience
0: whatever emotions you need to experience and we'll go back to what I did with the little kids right of just being able to name the emotions which I'm not
1: good at and it's funny because I'm nervous right now (laughs) that's an emotion right (laughs) I'm nervous to name my emotions because I'm nervous that I'll start naming thoughts instead of emotions because that's what I do (laughs) (laughs)
0: because that's what I tend to do. I don't go to feelings. I study thoughts to control feelings, and that's not how it's supposed to be done. You need to feel the feelings and experience them and clear them out. Then there is room to use your thoughts to be able to move you in the directions you need to go and for them to be the propeller, because otherwise, these feelings are going to be these unconscious drivers that are holding you back and pushing you in different directions, because they don't like to be ignored. They just well up and clog up and manifest physically. They manifest. There's no such thing as somatic. The term somatic drives me crazy had some really good stuff. Dr. Bruce Perry is somebody I've always looked up to, and I recently heard some stuff from him talking about that and made me so happy. I already admired him and his work. He did a lot of stuff with early childhood, but his ability to really see that alignment. And you've heard the wonderful medical professionals that we've had on this show that have been able to really see that alignment, that those things are all connected we're getting a little bit down here, but we're getting focused. So (laughs) to be able to feel those feelings. And even if you can't name them, it's okay. I'm not great at naming them. Overwhelmed, is that a feeling? I'm not sure. But (laughs) there's definitely a lot going on and I need the space to just be able to process them. Some of you might know I'm in the process of selling a house and moving. And it's so interesting that things are moving very quickly. And I was grabbing on and flying along with it and things just flew off the rails and the cell of the house fell through and the house we were trying to get where we're moving fell through and things were just like falling through. And it was interesting because I was like, huh. You know, I was the one saying I wanted to be right where I'm at in Portland for more of the summer and I wasn't quite ready to move this fast but I was holding on for it because I realized it was a good thing and you know, apparently the powers of meaning to slow down were stronger. There was that episode not long ago, right? Talked about that need. To, <laughs> that I wanted to just stop and celebrate. Yay, I got my house ready to be on the market. Can we just celebrate that for a little bit instead of running right through? Okay, now, now I got to get it sold and now I got to pack up and now I got to book movers and now we got to move and find a new place and move my business and everything else. So I definitely have been feeling a little... I don't know the words. See, I don't know the words. I teach them to kids, and yet I don't know them for myself. Just a lot of emotions, a lot going on. So I need to feel a little bit more space, a little bit more openness. And that goes into the self-care piece. And the wonderful thing about where we are moving to is that it's a very, very short trip in multiple directions to find water where I can go kayaking and stand up paddle boarding and being on the water is my soul's joy and if there's these fantasies I have about living on bodies of water and water is definitely a self for my soul and so that is my little piece about what I'm doing for self-maintenance and the little self-maintenance piece is that I am going to be on a boat tomorrow and I was on a boat last weekend, and this is going to be a regular thing for me. And it's been a little while since I had something like that as a regular thing for me. And I'm very, very excited about it because it does my soul good. And I feel like I have space when I'm on a boat on the water. So that makes me happy. And that is my self-maintenance that I'm implementing to help me feel a little more spacious and a little bit more like I can roll with everything. So our grit, wit is for you to actually reflect on a time when you felt like you were able to give someone space, for you to actually think about a time or place where you were allowed or able to sit with someone and let them feel hard emotions and not have to fill it with words if there were words they were definitely just comforting words that allowed them to feel those feelings and that didn't direct them to solve anything to justify anything to stop what they were feeling to feel like they needed to gather themselves or shift directions they could just experience them and While you're reflecting on that, if you find that spot and that time, whether it was when you were 10, 19, 25, yesterday, two months ago, three weeks ago, as you reflect on that to think about the value of that and think of a time someone has done that for you or if you've been able to do that for yourself and think about what that feels like. And I really want you to think about doing that for yourself. Just give yourself space and let yourself feel what you need to feel. And then, sometime in the next 24 to 48 hours, when there's someone in your world, probably somebody in your house, or somebody close to you that's known you a long time, when they're having a strong emotion, To see if you can actually pause and instead of trying to fix it, or advise them, or judge them, or shame them, or react to their emotion, to just be able to join them in that emotion, to offer them silence in return, and possibly even words like, it must be really hard. I can see that was big for you. I'm right here. It's okay. it's gonna feel weird because you're gonna feel like you're being patronizing, possibly, but I just encourage you to try it. If it blows up in your face, send me notes, tell me that it did not work and I will own it and I will feel it. But I was surprised at how effective my notes of writing somebody and saying, that must have been really hard, and I know that I can't fully understand it, but I wish I was just there to be with you right now, because it was via text, as I told you, and that via phone, I stumbled a little bit more. They said something about the other person involved, and I wanted to protect the other person, so it was really hard, but they still said, well, you know, I just need to talk about it, so think for me, just talk about it. Maybe if I did mess up a little bit. I'd be curious. I'm just learning with all of you and trying to be better about holding space for people and maybe by holding space for others, I can hold more space for myself because I think we all need a little more space. But thank you for being here. I'm glad you come back each week. And I'm excited about the weeks coming up. I have some exciting conversations scheduled and on the books. We're going to get to the conversation, talking a little bit more about coaching and about therapy and the differences between the two and what you need to do to show up and have either of them be what you need. There's a good conversation. Someone's asking me questions about that, and I want to give you guys some food for thought around that. Our one-year anniversary is coming up, and I'm really excited about the interview I have lined up for that to talk more about friendships and how you make friends as adults, you know? not the same as being people on the playground like it once was. And post-pandemic, it's a little more challenging and just what is a value in adult friendships and maybe holding space as part of that, as well as some other quality things that I think you guys will enjoy around burnout and some more of this conversations around experiencing emotions and the importance of finding ways to deal with them so that you don't get out. So thank you for being here. It's always a joy to connect with you and I appreciate your time and that you shared it with me. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to jump on over to Instagram and follow us at the.grit.show. And if you aren't already following Authentic Connections Podcast Network at 37 by 27, you should definitely be doing that as well. Don't forget, you are the only one of you that this world has got. And that means something. I'll be here next Tuesday. I hope you are too.